chaos is everywhere. What up, bro, Hammer? Nothing much. Can you hear me good? I'm using the microphone on my headphones, which I don't normally do. Uh, Yeah, it sounds okay. Sounds good. All right, good. I like the sound better than when I was holding the phone, so I wanted to see if this would work for recording. Yeah. Oh. I think it's, a, I, it's like a little staticky, but not much. Okay. Let me know if it changes, and we can you know, do what we need to do. Okay. All right, but hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos at Ringside. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, that guy over there who is basically the Darby Allen to my sting. That's Mr. Artivice. I don't know about that, but you, you get to get it what? Uh, I was like, I, I wanted to think of what pairing would be the funniest to say, and I think that one's pretty good. Um, yeah, and today we're going to talk about some wrestling, get down into it. Uh, just a quick programming note, because of the timing last week, we didn't get to do Pokemon. That's definitely going into our future we're going to do it folder. Uh, but next week is still going to be WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania time. So we're going to stick what we were going to do originally until later. All right. Um, yeah, so I just watched Rampage. Um, have you caught up all the way with stuff up to this point or are you still going to watch uh, Rampage? So, so I didn't watch Rampage. I saw like tiny little snippets. I, I didn't catch Rampage though. Nothing really like I'm, I'm I'm good. Yeah, nothing really major happened. Um, I can give like some of the highlights. Uh, Heath Lee in the main event fought Max Caster, and then Team Taz came down at the end after Heath Lee won, and they just all started jumping Heath Lee, and then uh, Strickland Swerve came out to save Heath Lee. So that might be like a new, this kind of alliance. I don't know if it's yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that part. So, I'm a boy, Keith um, Lee. Yeah. And whose house? house? Swerve's house. I think it's a good, yeah, I think it's a good team up. I think, I think those two will work well together. So yeah, I mean, they have, they, they've been, uh, they've like worked together like in the Indies. Quite, like they know each other pretty well from the Indies. So it's a good, it's a, oh. it's a smart choice. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, so just in general, uh, before we, like, run down everything, because a lot of shit's happened since last time we talked about it, um, I just wanted to ask you the question, have we gotten to the point where there's too many factions now? No. <laughs> no? So you're still good. Okay, you're the canary. So, well, you know, uh, I'm, well, I don't, if, are you talking about Lee and Swerve? Because that's not a faction. No, just in general, just like the fact that Jericho now has his own new new faction. Yeah, but that's uh, but the other one's gone, going. so they cancel each other out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think I just I'm just curious because I hear people bitch every once in a while about factions. So I was curious what your that's because like, they're not used to, to it. That's because they're used to the WWE. That's fair. They're not see yeah. since I since I've watched like a decent amount of like New Japan and stuff, I'm more used to factions, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so we're going to keep that as a running thing, where I'm just going to keep your keep asking about factions until uh, we see if it ever tips over the too-much point for you. I don't think we'll get there, but I'm going to be curious if there's a day. It probably won't. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't, I don't even know where to start because there's just so much shit that's happened. I guess we can just start with the TNT title because that's a big shakeup. Um, what did you think of Scorpio Sky becoming the TNT champion and defending it? I think it's smart. Um, I think it's a good idea. Um, I, I mean, like I told you off air, I think Sammy is going to end up end up doing something with Jericho probably. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's going to get thrown into that somehow. That would be my guess. Yeah, um, I could see him and uh, him and uh, Santana Ortiz and Kingston doing like being the foil for the new Jericho Appreciation Society at yeah. first. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm guessing. So, but yeah, and then obviously Wardlow is going to have his shit with MJF, so he's not going to be. He wouldn't have been champion. So I think I think this is fine. I think it works well. Interesting, uh, like side note about Rampage, as far as like that storyline goes, is that um, Jericho was on commentary again on Rampage, which I wasn't sure if he was going to do now that he's going full heel again, but he just changed up his commentary to be more in line with that character. And one of the things he did was when they uh, were doing the Keith Lee um, match, uh, Ricky Starks was also on there and said, like, this is what I'm trying to tell the acclaim. you got to keep Keith Lee from taking our spots we've worked hard to get. And Jericho jumps in and is like, yeah, bury the young guys. That's what we do in sports entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. It's like, oh, this is going to be a fun time for Jericho. Oh, it's already just going to be so entertaining. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm really happy with the Scorpio Sky thing too. I think, especially with um, the MJF thing, clearly what was going to happen was Warlow's going to look strong, but going to be beaten because of shenanigans, and that's exactly what happened. So I think that yeah. was smart. Exactly. Uh, I do, I do appreciate the long-term booking of. Uh, Scorpio Sky apparently has had that winning streak for a year on purpose because they were going to give him the title right after Revolution or right before, whichever, whichever it actually happened. So, yeah, yeah I just appreciate that they went, waited a year to do that. Uh, I will say one thing I find really funny, and I love that Dan Lambert's wearing it on TV, is that he gifted the second TNT title to American Top Team, and now Dan Lambert just wears a championship around all the time. I think that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's like, it's a, it's a funny thing. It's a good idea to do since for, for them. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Ideally you wouldn't have to have a second title to deal with, but I think yeah. in storyline, getting it to Dan Lambert to add to the collection of championships that his American top team has won, you know, mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. So uh, let's see. What else do we have as far as like title stuff? Um, Jungle Boy. I don't know. We didn't. Did we we covered Revolution. So yeah, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus continue holding on to the tag titles and seem to be. I don't even know what they're doing really. Like, are they still going to fight Red Dragon, or was there another storyline they've started yet? Say that again. I couldn't hear you a little bit. Like, what was? What was the next storyline for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with the tag titles? You know, or have they, are they still just in the middle between uh, Red Dragon and Young? Nothing Dark? is. Yeah, no. There, I don't think there's anything new. Yeah, oh, for sure. Eh, whatever. Um, man, I don't know. Let's see. What else did? Because uh, I'm just trying to avoid the cage match because that is still really fresh in my mind. But I'm trying to think of all the other stuff that's going on so that we can cover all of that. 
Um, I mean, we don't really dive into WWE very often, but we should probably discuss that Biggie might be done with his wrestling career, which sucks. I don't know if yeah. you, did you see the injury. It's not nice looking. I mean, I didn't see it. I know it, but like, yeah, yeah, I know. At first, at first, I thought it was the spear outside because that has always looked dangerous, and I don't know how he hadn't mm-hmm. broken his neck before. But it was actually an overhead throw that he just landed on his head. Yeah. So that sucks. So yeah, even it though we don't talk about the, I just really wanted to point that out, like. Yeah, everybody obviously loves Vicky. He's been shafted. He should have been in the world title picture, you know, still. But now it looks like his career might be over. So I hope he figures out something. I don't know what he could do, but I hope he figures out something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that really sucks. Yeah. Um, all right. It is Let's... quite unfortunate. Yeah, not really much to add there. I just want to make sure because I don't think we mentioned it before. So I want to make sure I mentioned Yes, we're very aware of it and it's very sad. And uh, it could have happened to no one that was less deserving. So sorry, Big E. Um, so what are your feelings about the Hardys being together? Like now that they've had a match, at least one at this point. I mean, it's 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 whatever. It's fine. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's how I feel. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. I found it, I found it crazy when Jeff came out the music, and I was like, that 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 can't. That be was surprising. Single. Yeah, that um, was really I, surprising. I did find out the reason for it. That music was not written like all the other music back in the day by Jim Johnson. That is actually. Uh, public domain uh, like drop music oh. anybody can use. That's why AEW is able to use it because like it was in a Taco Bell commercial back in the day apparently. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, so that's why. I just, I don't know why no other companies ever used it. Maybe because Jeff wanted to use his own music. But apparently, Maybe. yeah, that's just been open for everybody all the time. It's just no one else decided to do it. Huh. So, yeah. And as far as like their next thing on Rampage, they just, because um, they started the night with a really good match between Darby Allen and The Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now on Dynamite, we're going to get a tornado tag eight man with um, oh, yeah. Hardy, Stain, Darby versus the tag teams of the AHO, yeah, the Andrade faction, because I still think they're calling it that, because it makes my tongue tie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we. Had to have seen this coming. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what I want from the Hardys run. I think this is a fine first start. I think working with those teams that Matt's Matt's been working with for over a year now is mm-hmm. not a bad way to start it. I'm just not sure what I want to actually happen. Mm, um, okay. I hear, I hear a lot of, I hear some complaining online about people like, oh yeah, Jeff the Dirty E guy is gonna come in and win the world title and. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll be surprised if he even gets near the world title at any point in the AEW run. Like, I feel like this is the last hurrah for the Hardys. I feel like they're going to go on a really, they're going to try to do a really cool tag team run, and that might be it for both of them for in ring at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, Matt said that a lot, where he's like, "We want to go out like we came in with one more tag team run." So I think this might be it. So yeah. 
So in that vein, by the way, if you're a fan, try to enjoy this because I remember the last run with the Dudleys, it just completely fizzled and I don't understand why the crowd never got behind it. Maybe because they didn't realize it was the last run. Maybe. It's just, yeah, don't let that happen to the Hardys, everybody. Let's let's make sure we give them the out that they deserve as a tag team. So, oh, yeah, no, it definitely it, it definitely has that feeling to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I and like I said, I think it's really awesome. I think the the matches against the Young Bucks, like the whole fucking division, they like everybody yeah. they can wrestle. Um, yeah, I can see a lot of great stuff, and maybe giving them a tag title run. I think that would be fine. Uh, like I don't know when. I'm not saying like right now. I'm saying at some point in this run, let them have the titles for a while. That'd be cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think yeah. I think they'll be fine for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not saying like yeah. Obviously, I don't think they'd be the next ones after Jungle Boy, but maybe after whatever heel team will probably end up stopping Jurassic Express. Maybe then mm-hmm. the Hardys will take that from them. Whoever that's going to be. So. Um, hmm. so, I mean, we already discussed it just a little bit in like factions, but what do you think of the Jericho Appreciation Society? Like the whole idea, uh, the makeup of it? Well, what I will say, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of the idea, but okay. the, the reason being, is basically, well, I don't know. I mean, they kind of tried to give an explanation for it. I, I just, I don't like the idea of all the, like, having, like, a leader in a group is different from having just, like, the rest of the members of a group. Like, they're, it feels less like a group and more like a bunch of lackeys for Jericho. Right. But to be fair, and, when the inner circle started, that's sort of exactly what it was too. So, I think that's the point: is that it's supposed to be. Was like, it though? It, I didn't really think that. It really felt like it to me. Like it felt like he had the world title, and the the goal was to keep the world title on Jericho at the very beginning. And then yeah, as they went think, along, the other guys broke out. I think that's. I think a part of that though has to do with your lack of knowledge of the wrestlers, mm-hmm. because it. I mean, Santana and Ortiz were like, like one of the top tag teams immediately, right? So like that, they weren't really, they weren't really Jericho's lackeys. You know what I mean? Like that that faction, like the Inner Circle had a had a set like, mm-hmm. um, like formation, like assignments to it, I guess. Like you right. had the you had the established tag team that were hunting for tag titles. You had mm-hmm. the young up and comer who could be like the protege, and you had the big bruiser. This right. is slightly different because like it's the same kind of like it's hard to explain because it's the same idea because you have like two point well formally two point I guess. Um, I think there's something are, called two point It's just they're gonna use their real names, which I'm not a fan of that because I can't remember what the fuck their names were. So yeah. that's not a good sign for changing their names. Well, so. so anyways, all right. So yeah, so you have 2.0 is still like the tag team, but they're not in, but they're nowhere near in the position that Sir Santana and Ortiz were in when they were a part of the inner circle. When they like, even when they first started in the inner circle, you know? Right. Um, and See, then so, you have... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
You're right. Uh, I was going to say, and then you have Garcia, who's kind of like the, who's his, his new kind of young and up and young up and comer. And then, I mean, Hager is just Hager. Um, <laughs> Hager is just there because Hager can be a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is they're not positioning them the same. You know what I mean? Like when the inner circle is formed, they were each positioned in that kind of role. Like Jericho made them, it put them in that kind of role, you know? Right. Whereas with this, they're 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 being shown basically as just like his cheerleaders and lackeys. They're not being shown as like, hey, like we want these guys to all have success. Right. I okay. So I completely I completely um, respect your opinion, but I disagree with you one hundred percent. I actually think that this very much is exactly what your circle was um, when it first started. And I think part of it is actually for me that I think more people are in my position than would be in yours. When they started with Santana or Ortiz, yes, they were set up as contenders. I had no idea the fuck they were. I didn't know who Sammy Guevara was. All of that I learned through the inner circle. And I feel very much the same way, even now 2.0 and Garcia have been there for a while. I don't know who they are yet. I'm still, you know. But I'm saying, so. I'm saying specifically the like specifically the way Jericho himself positioned the two factions mm-hmm. is what makes it different. Like Jericho, like when Jericho first created the inner circle, when he was like giving his speech or whatever, it, oh. th- like the speech was basically like, these guys are like, like, you know, like it basically like, you know, putting them in, he, like Jericho was basically assigning them these positions, oh. like, you know, like, like Santana and Ortiz, like they are going to win the tag titles. They are, they are going, to, they are dominant tag team. Sammy Guevara, right. he is our like, he is our future. He is, he is, he is my protege. He is under my wing, you know. Gotcha. Whereas these guys are like, whereas now it's like these guys all love me, <laughs> but nothing. Okay. But his, 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 his promo this time around had nothing to do with, and he's a heel both times, so it's not just that either. Right, but his his so, promo this time around has nothing to do with any of them. All it has gotcha. to do is why they love him. Gotcha. It has nothing to it has nothing to do to promote any of them. Whereas the okay. whereas his first his first promo f- when forming the inner circle was mm-hmm. to promote all of them. Gotcha. So you're okay. You're right that the that um they're missing that. I will say I'm going to give them uh, like a little bit more time only because I think this first promo more than the inner circle, um, what he had, what he was trying to do was establish why this is going to be different than the inner circle. So that's what he used the promo to do to explain that they're going to be sports entertainers. I think you're going to see the next promos because I think the overall goal is to do exactly what he did with the inner circle with these three guys. Again, I think that's, I think that's what we're going to see his role being. It's just he's going to start building people up um, in general. So I think, but I, so I think the next promo or the upcoming promos are going to be much more like what you're looking for. And he's going to start doing that where he's going to really be putting these young guys over. I think the first promo was really just, this is how it's going to be different than the inner circle. And um, that's why he didn't get to, you know, building everybody up yet, if that makes sense. He had to work off the history, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like. I get what you're saying. 
it's like i don't know it's just the way it's been it, the way it's been initially promoted i'm just not a fan of gotcha yeah we'll have to see how it involves because of course it's going to evolve it won't stay the same for you know at all at, really at all it always changes week to week so yeah um, another faction that I'm assuming you are a fan of is uh, John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson with William Regal and maybe Wheeler Yuta. It's, it's not a faction yet. Does it need the third guy to be a faction? Is that what it becomes? Or is it four guys? I, I don't know what the number cutoff is. No, no. You know what? That's a good question. I personally would say four. I personally mm-hmm. don't think three people creates a faction. I personally think it's at least four. But if I will include the these... manager in that. So, like for example, gotcha. like if a third wrestler joins those joins Moxley and and Danielson with Regal, they're managing them. That I consider a faction. Gotcha. I think if you go by the old school like video game rules, three people would be a faction, and then when you get to like, yeah, I know, but four or more, then they call it a stable. But I get your point. Yeah, I we don't have to call it a faction yet. I, there are going to be other people added. I'm actually a little surprised. I hope so. Yeah. I was expecting Daniel Garcia to actually end up there. Like, well, no one saw the Jericho thing really coming. No one yeah. was talking about him starting a new faction. So. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work now. I still oh – God, he would he, – the problem is he would just fit into that so well. <laughs> As I'm sitting here, I'm just – I have old Rampage running in front of me, like I'm mute. And uh, Tony Nese just came out, and he would fit in, into the – Moxley Danielson faction really well too. Yeah. So, and he's not doing much. I think that'd be a really good thing for them to do with him is put him there. So I mean he's about to have a really good match with Swerve. That's the episode of Rampage I'm on. <laughs> um yeah, so I I'm one I'm excited to see like because I don't think this what they're building doesn't seem like it's gonna be really hung up on names. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see if they do name themselves something. Um, I assume if they get in few more members, they kind of have to just to differentiate. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't even know what I would call it. It's it's one of those. I don't know. It doesn't. It it just it feels like a name is kind of counter to the vibe they're giving off. But you also sort of need it. Those are always really hard to like. That's why you got names like the Varsity Squad, which were actually really good wrestlers, but it's a really stupid name when you look back at the history of like WCW factions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I'm very interested to see what when they figure it out. But I really do like that storyline, and I like Willie Yuta making the jump because he's really not needed in best friends now that uh, Trent's back. If they're not going to break yeah. up Trent and uh, Chuck, they don't really need him. So. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what I was actually kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how it would work, but with Trent's kind of like new look and everything, I was actually kind of like hoping that like Yuta was like would like start walking towards them and and out of nowhere Trent would just like I don't know like give him a cutter or something on the on the ramp and just walk towards and walk go into the ring. Oh yeah. Oh they could have done that. That would have worked. Oh, that would have been sick. I mean he was probably afraid though because Dan Halson was right there and he would curse him. No, that's so fair. That, that that'd be an issue. Uh, yeah. All right. I definitely said this to you out there, but I want to make this clear to all the listeners. I've started watching Dan Housen's blog, and now anything he says on there is canon to me in the AEW wrestling world. So, for example, Negative One is now the Dark Emperor of AEW, and there are others 
besides, but that was the first thing I was like, oh yeah, no, clearly Dan Helson controls reality for AEW. That's how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I didn't realize he was seven feet tall. Oh, at least. <laughs> I, I saw him go to, um, I think it was Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago, and they have like a uh, life-size painting of Andre the Giant at seven feet four. And Dan Housen's like, that's not correct. I'm seven feet tall, and he's much taller than me. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I'm just, so that's my, been my new thing in between, is I've just been getting deeper into that um, fandom, which I think we all knew I would, because he just he has that kind of character that appeals to me. So, yeah. Um, which actually, that's another thing. I, I don't mind what he's doing with the best friends. I really want to see him get to do something in the rain. I don't, I, they're obviously yeah. saving it, but I don't know what they're going to do with it yet. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be great. <laughs> what do you want him to do, do you think? Because you no, know him a better than I do. You, I want to see him in the ring. Yeah. I think from what we saw with how Orange Cassidy was built, booked and used it, while they were like working out who he was for the company, I think it'll be a while, but when we get it, it'll be a worthwhile wait. So, um, All right, so let's see what else is going on. Um, on Rampage, Layla Hirsch fought Red Velvet as a continuation from Revolution. Um, yeah, basic storytelling. Uh, Layla went for the, I guess, becoming her go-to weapon now. She went for the, <laughs> the turnbuckle part, and she's going to yeah. take Red Velvet. Yeah. How do you feel about I that? Like, I don't want it to be, a, like, I like the psychology of it the first time. I don't want it to become her sledgehammer. That seems a little stupid, but yeah. But whatever, uh, like I'll let it go because it's not like it's a big deal. It's just I, I was just like, eh. Um, and yeah, then I don't know what they're doing with Statlander. I thought when we saw the promo on Dynamite, she was going to be like dropping the alien gimmick, but basically she just changed color tone. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, and I'm not even in favor of her dropping the gimmick. I actually like the gimmick because it gives her a personality mm-hmm. um, and lets her stand out a little bit from everybody else. But when you tease dropping the gimmick and then she's just changing from green to blue, I don't, I don't see what the point of that was. Um, like Hulk Hogan with the black when he was fighting the uh, the Dungeon of Doom. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Or it doesn't really do anything. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Okay, so we've, I've danced around it for a while. I guess we can get into it. Uh, the cage match with Thunder Rosa and um, uh, Britt Baker. I've already forgotten her name because without the title, she doesn't uh, exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. I do want to give up kudos because we like we basically we called it like exactly like we said that match wasn't great. They're clearly building to a gimmick match. And I even said probably a cage, and like yeah. two weeks later, there you are. So, um, I so I first thing I want to ask, just because I didn't realize it was going to be like this. What did you think of like the the design of the cage? That's almost like three quarters hell of a hell in the cell, and then in the last walls normal cage. Um, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I don't think it was bad. I just like. I did not know they were going to have the option to go out on the floor. That was an interesting uh, thing that I wasn't aware of. I think they yeah. built that new. So, yeah, it was it was like a 
it was kind of it was kind of like a combination. It was kind of like they took like Hell in a Cell, only they just took off the top. Right, and they but they put the one wall on the ring, so they couldn't go all the way around the ring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the part that was like a weird choice to me. I'm like, why do only the one side um, and not all four? Why? Who, who had the idea? Is this only because Cody was in the last cage match and you want to do something different because he's not there anymore? Maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that because there's new news today. I don't know if it's confirmed, but we should definitely hit on it. I think it's uh, pretty confirmed we'll, at this point. Yeah, that's what I, I saw it all over, but I still haven't like seen the thing from like WV officially. And I'm yeah. not holding out hope it's not true. I'm just like, I don't want to believe the internet. Until I actually see someone say, "Yep, that's what's happening." I mean, um, but yeah. So as far as the cage match itself, um, I know I, this was much more like what I think we wanted from the uh, Revolution match, in a way that makes me, I'm fifty-fifty on whether I like that or don't. Because on one hand, I appreciate using the old WCW tactic that worked, putting a pay-per-view quality match on free TV gets eyeballs on your TV. But on the other hand, it's like, but yeah, then we got a TV quality match on our pay-per-view. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, but before we get into like how we would have booked it, what did you think of the overall match? Uh, it was solid. So obviously it's still, it's, it, the problem is the lights, the unsanctioned match mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah. Like, not just for a women's match, but just, like, overall, just, like, so good. Yeah. Like, check every box. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely still the – it's definitely – they didn't get over that bar, but that's a really hard bar to get over, so. So, it's it's tough because, obviously, like, it's never – it's I think – but I think kind of going in, you have to realize it's not going to beat that. Mm -hmm. So, I would say for – for what it needed to be, which would be like the basically the second best match of of their series, then it, right. it holds that because it definitely was, um, yeah. and it was a very good match. I will I say think... they kind of tipped the hand on who was going to win by Thunder Rosa getting played to the ring by a live band. I'm like, well, yeah. you're not sure who was going to win before. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I just wanted to point that out because I remember seeing them like that. See, like you should either do that for both or not do it because it just sort of tells you what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, like I said, it it's it was a very very good match. I think it's just it's difficult with seeing after seeing the unsanctioned match, even after all this time, it's difficult mm-hmm. to really look at any other match they have and like be happy with it just because that it was just so good. Right. That's fair. Yeah. And I think I'm around the same play. There's nothing There's nothing I would really fault about the match, although I kind of want to rewatch it because I just heard something from uh, Bully Ray. And not that I like believe what he says out of hand because he can be wrong. He mm-hmm. just said some stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember seeing that, but I wonder if I wasn't just paying attention enough. He said that the finish of the match didn't work because there wasn't there was no selling. And I don't know if he was right about that. I want to go back and see for myself and see if I can see what he was talking about. But um, no selling. Yeah, like there was a lack of selling. That's what he said. I don't. I like I said. I don't know exactly what he could be pointing to because I don't remember the ending 
all that well. I think I was distracted by something when that was on. Um, and no, that's not me copying on. I was literally just told, asked to do something. And I was in another room, I think. Um, but yeah, so as far as the match stuff goes, it was really good. There's nothing really negative to say about it that I can think of. I liked the thumbtacks. I liked the um, storytelling of mm-hmm. like JR pointing out that Rebel and, uh, or I think he said Rebel specifically, would have been the one to put the thumbtacks under the rain. Yeah. Was it, was it JR or Excalibur? So, it, cause no, I think it was Excalibur. Because yeah. I think JR made the comment of, why is all this stuff under the ring? Yeah. So I'll give Excalibur credit. That was really good. Because I think, I don't know if that was done on purpose by JR to make Excalibur look good, but I wouldn't doubt he would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a really good bit of commentary. Anytime you can like help explain something that's weird to you know hold people in that moment so they're not you know doubting what they're seeing, that's always a good idea. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I don't know what exactly happens with Thunder Rosa. I don't know where they're planning on going next, but that's usually the problem with uh, title wins. It kind of ends one thing, so you got to start looking for the next thing. Um, who do you think is going to be like her next, her first challenger? Ugh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think who. Realize, yeah, I just realized there's not there's not as many heels in the women's division as I just thought because like it's not going to be Jade; she's got her own title. It's not going to be Serena Deeb; she's um, in the same with Sheeta. Yeah, so who's, like, maybe the, who the villains? So. What I could maybe it's maybe it's gonna be it might be Layla Hirsch after she uh, after she beats Red Velvet. That's a good that's a good bet because yeah Layla is like highly ranked right now and she is um, definitely being a good bad guy so she'd be a good first yeah. person to go for the title and probably not win because you know that's probably not gonna happen. Right. But, um, I yeah, I could see that being it. That makes me sad. I just realized I don't know what the fuck Abaddon's doing. And I love Abaddon. Her character is so scary. And um, I wish she got more TV time. Uh, oh, well. Oh. Yes. She might be on Dark. I don't know. I've been watching Elevation of Dark religiously. But I, I just I have no idea what she's been up to recently. She definitely could be a, a challenger for anybody holding the title just because her character is so fucking out there. So. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jade Cargill stuff. Um, I I like what she, man, she keeps getting better. Like, um, I think we both saw the athletic ability and we were just worried that like that's all we were going to get, but she's mm-hmm. really good at playing a character. Like, she keeps adding stuff to it. Like now, apparently, that kiss that she did to Taikante is going to be like her thing. <laughs> she's going to do to like everybody she's going to beat, um, which I think is fun. Also, you know, a lot of fanboys are going to like that. Um, and yeah, I think she, I just saw a thing where she, I think she tweeted at Anna Jay that she was going to steal Jungle Boy from him, which I thought was <laughs> a real fun. Uh, Oh, just speaking of women's division before we move on to other stuff. Um, what do you think of what's her name, Paige Van Zandt, being brought in? I mean, I feel the same way that I feel about any sort of like professional athlete. 
coming into wrestling mm-hmm. without really any, at least, well, maybe she has, maybe she's been, she's probably been training, but uh, we'll just see. I'm not gonna, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, basically, yeah. I'm not gonna hold my breath until we actually see. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think she started training, but I don't think she started training until she had a contract. I think the idea is to use her as a character on TV while she's training. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like what they were doing with Anthony Agogo. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I think that's sort of what's going to happen there with her. So we'll probably get her in the ring at some point, but she's going to be green. So we'll have to see how it plays out for her. She did have a promo on Rampage that I just saw, which wasn't bad. She looked good in front of the camera and said all the right heel shit. That's Although, uh, oddly, Ethan Page wasn't there. Um, it was Scorpio Sky leading it with um, Dan Lambert and then her, but there was no sign of Ethan Page, and I don't think he was on Dynamite. I'm wondering where Ethan Page is because I love yeah. him, and he makes me laugh. <laughs> he is awesome. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to keep her on. I'm nervous because there's just so many contracts coming up. I'm like, oh shit, there's going to be another person that's going to end up disappearing relatively soon. Mm-hmm. So far, no one that's out has like, I don't think so. Heart, but that could be bad for me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's anything like that. He, uh, yeah. if you watched his vlog, you would see. I, I don't think it's anything like that. Okay. He's he's doing at least as far as uh, like he he's doing pretty well. Like he's. He's at, he's like just moved or is in like the process of moving um, his family and everything from Canada down to Jacksonville. So, or like that, that, that like Florida area. Oh, okay. That might be part of the reason why then. So yeah, yeah. That very well might be like, he might be in the process of doing that all like right now. That might be why. I think that's part of what happened with the Hollywood Blondes is that um, he actually, he went the other way. Brian Pillman Jr. has said that he's not leaving the company or anything, but he had to get away from, he had to get back to Cincinnati. He was falling into some bad stuff. So he moved back to Ohio. I think mm-hmm. that's why they took him kind of off TV because he hasn't been around to do that. Ah. So, that's another tag team that should, you know, definitely get back into the title hunt. So I'd like to see them versus Dress Press. That'd be um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's see here. We I think covered a lot of the main storylines. Is there anything else you can think of that I haven't mentioned yet? Uh, not, not that I can think of. Yeah. So I guess what we'll do then is just move on to just general news because I said I want to come back to it after the case match. Um, that Cody uh, looks like, according to the internet, he's been signed. It's been official, um, but I still haven't seen anything. Like I said, from WWE, it's all like you know dirt sheets and shit, which was why I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. Not that I think it's like a work or anything. I'm more convinced now than ever that it, you know, he's gone from AEW. It's more I'm just waiting for him to either show up on their TV or like you know say something official on Twitter or something so that I don't have to rely on dirt sheets. <laughs> endless cycles of people feeding their own bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So if that does happen, I don't like I said it before. He won't be enough to pull me in, and I don't think he'll pull in a lot of like AEW faithful people that have given up on WWE. Him mm-hmm. coming back to WWE is not the thing that's going to do it. 
But what I am curious about, what do you think they're actually going to do? Because everybody's making the jokes about putting him in the Stardust gimmick and all that stuff. What do you actually think they would use him for um, if he does come back? Um, most likely, what I think is going to end up happening is he's... So he'll have a match at WrestleMania with some big name. I would the one ass- that's thrown around a lot is Seth Rollins. Seth yeah. Rollins, yeah, I've heard that yeah. too. Which I mean, that'll be fine. That'll be good. Um, yeah. I think after that, what what I truly, truly believe is going to happen is he is eventually going to challenge. He's going to work his way up rather quickly to challenge for the world title and then lose. And then fall into obscurity. Yeah. It, That's how I truly like, feel is what's going to happen. It'll be kind of like Scott Steiner in like 2003. He'll like he'll get his title match and then just sort of fall into the mid card and then be gone. Yep. Yeah. I, I have a feeling the same thing. And I just like, I would like to say that if the crowd like got crazy behind him. Uh, nope, not going like, to matter. It, it would matter, but you're right. Like, exactly. It's not going to matter. Like, it's, First of all, I don't uh, think they're going to. And second of all, I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. I, I have to say again, and I know I said this might happen, I do not understand this career move. And like, I don't know what the difference in money could be, but there's no way that this ends up with him having a better career creatively than he could have had otherwise. Well, no, it's not going to yeah. be creatively. I mean, JR always says it comes down to cash or creative. So I guess that in this case, the cash was more important, it's, which yeah. good for him. <laughs> like, it's that's not that's never the part that ever makes sense to me. So you know, but I understand that it, that it he's really right when he says it's one of those two things. And some people, it's the cash and not the creative. So, um, oh, I did want to I wanted to mention this because I wanted to. Um, just refute something I saw on Facebook that made me kind of angry. And as I've said before, this is my uh, place where I put my comments, not under the Facebook post. Um, so I saw somebody talking about the Briscoes and how AEW will not sign them uh, for the reasons we've talked about, which I didn't realize this. I thought it was a bunch of tweets, but apparently their big thing, like their homophobic stuff comes from one tweet that they did apologize for. Um, it's, but regardless, that's the thing that like most people say would keep a mainstream company away from them because they've got that mm-hmm. instinct on them. Uh, but this person said, "Oh, it sounds more to me like it's the a certain young buck tag team not wanting to deal with the Briscoes." Like, what? What? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, it's it's wrestling. They're VPs. Why wouldn't they want this other really talented tag team in it, except for the fact that they make the company look bad just by associating with them because of their reputation? Whether or not it's earned, whether or not they tried to do the right thing afterwards, it's literally the first thing I fucking think of when I hear them, unfortunately. And I think that's true for anybody that really knows them or will Google them. So it's not a good look for your company. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, there's my rant. There's the rant I didn't put on Facebook, so I saved it for here. 
Um, and yeah, so there you go. That's my thoughts on the Briscoes. Sad because I really did think they were a good tag team when I watched ROH. But um, yeah, you just have to keep watching on the Indies because they do keep having dream matches on the Indies. It's just you have to be at the event or like on YouTube or something. So um, yeah, I don't know. So I think that pretty much covers all of uh, wrestling because there isn't like the big pay-per-view. There's not anything else huge going on. I mean, there's stuff in WWE, but we're not paying attention to it. So, right, and that's nothing I really want to get into there. Um, I will say overall, the the WrestleMania card is a lot better than what I thought it was going to be three weeks ago. The fact that it's going to be Austin and Kevin Owens, and it's going to be um, probably Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee, a um, lot less stupid ideas than I thought were going to be on the card. Still not like overjoyed but like, can't wait for it I might catch a few things after it happens basically um, so yeah so I guess we can move on to our uh, unless you have anything else you want to get into uh, we can move on to our question of the night which I think we'll go back to the one that I've set up a few weeks back that we couldn't do because we were running short on time about the cruiserweight title yeah no let's just move, let's move on to it because I, I don't really I personally don't really have anything else Oh shit! Yes, I do. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god! I can't. I, I'm. Oh. Bullet Club. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! Bullet Club. Club. The girl is a destiny. Uh, they are officially gone. Oh no! They were taken the fuck out in New Japan. Oh, so it's not like even just an American taking out like they're no, out they are hand. they are out. They got beat down by li- literally everyone except Jado, who is like the only one who was like with them. Even Fale, oh. even Bad Luck Fale, who's like their cousin. Uh-huh. Oh, and Hikaleo didn't what he wasn't there at all. He's he's their younger brother. Yeah, so we don't know the- where he is. He was the kid that got the TNT title shot when uh, Archer had it for like yep. a half second. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. You're thinking of the right guy. But yeah, so he wasn't there either. So we don't know what's going on with him. But yeah, so, but those two in Jado were, all three of them were taken out. So does this all mean of that Blow, Jay Club is aligned now. Got So does this mean that Jay White's still the leader even in America? Jay White is the leader. Okay. Good to know. That's, that's, that's really cool that they're going to try and do like a, a cross the ocean leader um, of a faction like that because it'd be much easier to split them into an American and Japanese version. So, yeah, that's cool. But poor Gorilla's a destiny. I, I don't know what their next move is, but. Neither do um, I. I'm really curious. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think AEW needs any more tag teams, but they'd be a really fun addition. Like, there's lots of matches <laughs> on there. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I love the AEW tag team division, but they really are starting to get to that, like, 1988 WWF level where it's like, oh, we have 13 different tag teams that all have their own gimmicks. And, like, they're all really good, but we can only show you, like, three at a time until we do a Survivor Series match where there's 20 teams on the apron. Like, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I don't want to sound like I'm bitching because, like, a few years ago, tag team wrestling was fucking dead. And yeah, I'm exactly. So happy it's That's not. why. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
So yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they do next. I don't if they stay in New Japan, do they just fucking try and fight the entire Bullet Club by themselves? Because that doesn't seem like a good plan. But it would be fun to watch. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm very curious to see what 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 happens in the coming weeks. Yeah. All right. So okay, with that out of the way, then our question of the week, which we I brought up a while back, uh, but we just never got to it. Uh, so, just looking at the cruiserweight title throughout the years, what does somebody need to? I think this is our phrase. But what did somebody need? What does a company need to do to have a successful cruiserweight title? Because there's never really been one. Um, there's been time periods where there's been good cruiserweight champions and yeah. stuff, but the titles themselves have always sort of floundered. So that that's the general question. What do you? What does a company have to do to have a good cruiserweight title? Uh, well, they have to be committed to it first and foremost. Right. That's just like the tag title, you have to be committed to having a division just for this title. And um, yeah, that's true. That, that's definitely part of it. And that's something that most companies that try and do it actually do do for at least a little while. Um, say what you want, even WWE, even with their experiment, they did commit to it for a while. They gave it its own show. They gave it an honest push, but it just sort of fizzled out, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so one of the things that um, I think WCW got right that no one has ever duplicated since and it didn't work forever with WCW because of other reasons which I can talk about but one of the things you have to do is treat the cruiserweight champion like a world champion mm-hmm. um, if you go back to the early like 98, 97 and there 96 when they talked about the Cruiserweight Champion, the way the commentary worked, it was they weren't talking about like a secondary title like the U.S. title or the TV title. They said that this person is the world champion of this um, weight division. So right. it's a lot like you would talk about a boxing championship um, where everybody you know, kind of focuses on the heavyweight title, but the other titles are world titles. It's just they're in a different weight division. So I think that's right. an important yeah. element that doesn't usually... Definitely never got there with WWE. WWE never treated it like it was a separate world champion. Um, now, the issue with that for WCW uh, became that you had really talented guys like Jericho, Malenko, I think Benoit was in it. Um, but all those guys, Eddie was definitely in it. They were fighting for the Cruiserweight title, and they were really, really good, as we all know they are but they wanted to go for the world title. They got so popular that they didn't want to be on the cruiserweight level. They wanted to move up to the heavyweight. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was just a money thing or if it was literally just the, the, the prestige thing is really hard to get over. I don't know, but that, that's sort of how the cruiserweight title on WCW kind of floundered is all the top talents went to the world title picture or left the company because they couldn't get into the world title picture. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's an issue. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, hmm, because like when you think about it, TNA did it well for the most part. Yeah, with the X division, which yeah. was kind of because the whole point of the X division was to have a cruiserweight title, but it wasn't really a cruiserweight title. There wasn't actually supposed to be any weight limit. It was just about an attitude, which was 
and was defined. That being said, though, it, it was time. basically a cruiserweight title for the most part. Like the only, the only one who really was in the X division at the like for most of the time that wouldn't be considered a cruiserweight is Joe. Like that's yeah, pretty no. much it. everyone else was a cruiserweight. Definitely when it was at its best, it was definitely mostly cruiserweights. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's the other question. Is there, like at this point, is there even a need for cruiserweight uh, division? Um, a lot of fans, oh, really? that's the reason it doesn't get done, says no, but there's a lot of purists that say there should be. No. Um, Honestly, I think, I personally feel like the weights in general have gone down so much mm-hmm. and like you know like That's a heavier back in the day was like two what like two like 50 to 280 yeah, two, 250 and up yeah definitely yeah and then the crew I mean, nowadays it's like yeah. yeah and now most of your world champions um, and both companies are running around 220, so they would have been cruiserweights back in the day. Exactly. So because of that, I really I feel like there's really no there's not even a need for that really anymore. Yeah, I think the only real argument that people make about it, and there there are people that are very passionate on both sides of it, is that when you have a guy that's smaller, it makes it harder to believe. Um, the the actual fight, it makes it more obvious that this has to be staged. And one picture that definitely shows that is um, there's a picture of Rey Mysterio when he was in the handicap match against uh, Big Show, Mark Henry. I don't remember who the third guy. It might have been Kali. So it was like three fucking giants, and Rey Mysterio wins that match. Yeah. Um, I like I said, I think writing and talented performers can tell those stories effectively but it is very much um, something you have to be very good at to get that over convincingly. Um, yeah, but I mean, again, that was like a that was like a WWE thing, though. Like, yeah, I don't think you're gonna see AEW ever have like, I don't know, like fucking like who's even like this one of their smaller smaller guys at this point. Darby's probably like the, the poster child for their smaller guys. Okay, yeah. So, a I don't think you're ever going to see AEW have have Darby Allen win a match that's a handicap match against, like, say, Keith Lee, Wardlow, and like fucking Jake Hager. You know what I mean? You're not going to see him in a one on three handicap match because somebody hates him and he ends up winning that. Right. I do want to point out just because I can hear even if. We don't get the comments. I could hear people get, making this argument. Yes, we're aware of the ladder match, how there was that moment with those three guys exactly in the ring with Orange Cassidy. And yeah, Orange but he Cassidy didn't do anything. He just got his ass whooped. Right. Like, that's, that's a different conversation. That has nothing to do with his size. That has to do with the kind of character he is. And that's a different argument we'll save for a different day. Um, but yeah, so I just want to put that out there because like I've heard that a lot recently, like a lot of old school guys bitching. Just I can't believe that they had Orange Cassidy again there with those three guys, and they're like, "Shut up!" Like, that's he didn't do it. Yeah, that, that that's stupid because he didn't do anything. He literally but, went in there and got like tossed the fuck out. So yeah, that is so, like the said, deal. 
that's more of a question about comedy wrestling, which I'm sure at some point we'll tackle because it is something that you know we both have certain opinions on. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's I think that's basically it. If you're going to do a cruiserweight division, I think we can both agree that you need to one commit to it, like wholly. You need to be a, like that needs to be a serious thing that you are focusing on. You can't just like have like a random like one of the things that was it was entertaining, but it wasn't that good. Yeah. For the division was Matt Hardy in like 2002, like forcing himself to lose weight to get under the threshold. Because what that mm-hmm. does is it makes everybody that's cruiserweight look fucking stupid and less than a heavyweight coming down. Yeah. Uh, so you can't do stuff like that. And you also have to somehow find a way to make the cruiserweight title equal in value to a world title. Um, which, by the way, AEW is doing a really good job doing that with their or with their women's title. Um, I think, but um, so I think they could do it. I just don't think, like you said, there's a need for that division anymore. So I don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, I think that that wraps it up pretty nicely. Unless you have anything else you want to add about this particular topic, just uh, just uh, you know, calm down, people. You know, calm, calm, calm down. Fuck down. Yeah, just why don't you um write us a question at uh. Chaos Pod Show at Gmail, and we'll discuss that at some point on Chaos Ringside if you want to know yeah. more about whatever topic. Damn right. Yeah, that's also like we say you can do suggestions. You can really do anything you want. We will definitely address it because we do not get a lot of mail. But if we, uh, if you want us to talk about a question, if it's a, especially if it's a good one, we'll make it the question at Chaos and Ringside, and yeah. uh, we'll deep dive it. You know. Damn skippy. So let's see what's coming up. Um, this, so this Monday was Improbable Cause. Next Monday, instead of going back to Voyager, because uh, that's a two-parter, we're going to watch the second part of Deep Space Nine, which is uh, the episode called uh, the, the Die is Cast, I think. Um, I don't know if there's a vow or... I don't know, but it's something close to that. It's the Shakespeare quote about crossing the Rubicon. So, or... Wait, did he actually say that? I guess that's a conversation for a different place. But it was that one that was made up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, ask, I ask you because you know, like, you like ancient history as much, if not more, than me. So I wondered if you knew that particular factoid. I did not. All right. Well, I'm whatever. Sorry, but that's, okay. I'm sorry. That's, that's where it comes from. That's the name of the episode. And it's one of my favorite episodes. I, on TikTok, I said that. That plus improbable cause you put them together are my favorite Star Trek episode of all time. Um, I can't think of anything I like better than those two episodes. Um, so yeah, join us for that. And then next Wednesday we will be doing uh, WrestleMania, which will be main eventing with the uh, ladder match from WrestleMania 10 in honor of Scott Hall. So Whoa. there you go. There's everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else I want to add. Uh, thanks, Derek Bowman, for the theme song. Follow me on Twitter at LastGilchristOne. Follow the show at Chaos Pod Show. Or follow me on TikTok at LastGilchrist. Um, yeah. So besides the begging, which I think I already took care of, is there anything else we need to add, buddy? Uh, what? Say that again? You're cutting out. <laughs> I guess it's a Sorry. good thing that's at the end of the street uh, recording because you just cut out on me. I said, besides the begging for people to write us, is there anything else we need to add? Uh, the only thing I can really think of is doozies. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. See you later, everybody.